Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 46 of the World of Sports podcast. I am your host, Diego Sandoval. Joined with me, as always, uh, is my co-host, Logan Ring. Logan, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? We've got a great episode in store, as always. Uh, you know, we're going to start off with something we didn't really expect to start off with, but uh, there was some pretty big, big news in the world of the MLB um, with the Cleveland baseball team. Um and we're going to talk a little bit about that to start off. And then we're going to talk about, obviously, the biggest piece of sports news this week, the NBA Finals. Um, the Bucks have won. They've beaten the Phoenix Suns in six games. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, just like what we thought about the series. Um, and, yeah, uh, those, those two teams kind of going forward. Um, and then we're going to get into, you know, it's Friday, July 23rd, a week from – Tomorrow is the MLB trade deadline, so we're going to be talking about that, about uh, you know some rumors, some players that could be dealt, um, just everything that swirls around towards the end of July in baseball. It's always a, a pretty exciting time when, when fans are on edge, not really sure what's going to happen, whether their team's going to buy, whether the team's going to sell. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, yeah, it should be a good episode. Uh, as always, follow us on all of our social medias. It will be linked down below. Or if it's not, you can just look up the World of Sports podcast and you should be able to find us. Um, and yeah, let, let's get it started with the news we woke up to this morning. Um, and that is the Cleveland Indians uh, will, starting next season, be known as the Cleveland Guardians. Um, you know, we have a unique perspective on this podcast where we have a Indi it Guardians fan. <laughs> I don't know if they're, I guess they're not the Guardians yet. So we, we still got a year. Cleveland baseball of, team. Yeah, we still have a year to kind of adjust. But um, we have a Cleveland fan here. So I, I'll let you start because, you know, I'm just kind of an outsider. But as a fan, how, how, what do you think of the Cleveland Guardians? I mean, I woke up an hour ago and saw this, so it's still very fresh in my mind right now. So maybe my opinion will change. We needed a rebranding. I'm glad that we changed. It makes me sad that a lot of the fans in Cleveland and around the world are mad that we needed to change, but we definitely did. Um, the Guardians, I was not expecting that at all. I did not. I don't think I've ever heard that even like mentioned. Uh, I kind of wanted the Spiders. But you know what? I mean, I think there could be some cool things like logos and stuff to come out of this. Uh, it's a complete new rebranding, so I, I got to get used to it. This is really weird. Uh, 20 years I've grown up with the Indians and then baseball team. Um, so, yeah, it's it's weird, honestly, is all I can really say. Um, but I'm glad we're having a change. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't even know what to think at this point, to be honest. Yeah, uh, they definitely needed a change. And if you disagree, that's just wrong. It's it, it was a pretty obviously, you know, racist and race driven name for, for a very long time. Um, but, you know, the Guardians, it's we don't have a Guardians all throughout the sports world. So it's unique. Um, the one thing is, though, you know, they changed their name to the Guardians, but they didn't change really anything else. If you look at what uh, MLB and I guess the Guardians or the Indians have posted, it's the same script, the same 
logo, basically. So they're really only changing the team name. I'm sure, you know, going into next season and the years coming, we're going to get alternate logos or whatever it may be. Uh, that that just always kind of comes as as the years go by. But as of right now, there I don't see a reason for fans of the Cleve, you know, Cleveland or fans of Major League Baseball should be mad at it. I, I think it's just simply they wanted to distance themselves from the name Indians, which is obviously the right thing to do. And, you know, Guardians is going to take some getting used to. Um, but I think there's room there to to be creative with it, because if we're being honest, Guardians can mean a lot of different things. So I- I'm excited to see what what Cleveland comes up with. They, they've got an opportunity to. You know, that 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 team obviously has been good recently. They made the World Series in 2016. But whenever you see a rebranding or a team, even getting something as small as new uniforms, you kind of see it as a as a place to change the direction you're heading as a franchise or pivot one way or the other. And, you know, hopefully it's, it's for the better for them. Um, But, but yeah, it's definitely going to take some getting used to, but uh, I'm not mad at it. There would have been names. I feel like where it's like, come on, but the guardians, (laughs) I feel like it's just such like a neutral term. I think a lot of people are mad at it just because it's, very different yeah um and those wondering uh the reason it like relates to cleveland there are statues um called the guardians of transportation right outside of progressive field on like a bridge um i don't know why those are there to be honest i'm not a (laughs) cleveland native but they are there and they're right next to the stadium so i mean it's not just completely random um but yeah it was just we haven't gotten intel from from your father does he does he know? Does, <laughs> no. does he have more knowledge? Not yet. I, I'm for, sure I'll ask him later. For those that don't know, his his dad was born in Ohio in Akron, so he Same may know hospital as LeBron James, by the way. Yeah, so they're basically friends. Um, <laughs> maybe he knows more. If he does, that that'd be cool to hear. But you know, Cleveland Guardians, get used to it. it yeah, it'll take weird. a while, but it, it will. At least they're not the Indians, um, or the just, Cleveland baseball team. That's true. They they avoided that phase. Yeah, <laughs> that the Washington football team apparently is <laughs> wants to keep for another year. But oh, God, that's that's a whole nother topic. Um, I was I would have, I think best case scenario in my opinion, I think they should have gone with Spiders. It's got the historic and it's a sick team name. But you know, out of I love that logo. For whatever reason, they they decided to go in a different direction. And the Guardians uh, was what they chose, and they sent it out with the quote, now it's time to unite as one family and build the next era. So like I said, moving forward, looks like they're going to kind of just leave it all in the past with the Indians. So get ready, baseball. The Guardians are here. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's all we got on that. It's just kind of a piece of news that's pretty significant, if we're being honest. Uh, we're seeing a shift um, in, you know, these historic names that really are historic in a bad way <laughs> uh, get changed, which is which is always a good thing to, to see. 
Um, but yeah, that that's that's all we got on the Cleveland Guardians. Again, comment down below if you like the name, um, what you think, or what you think it should have been. Um, again, there's no way for us to know what the thought process was, but they went with the Guardians. Now, moving on to, like I said, the biggest piece in sports this week, and that is that the Milwaukee Bucks, led by Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, alongside Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton, all those boys, they have won the NBA Finals, uh, took down the Phoenix Suns, and in six, of course, because it's the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> um, and Giannis had one of the greatest finals performances of all time. What did he have? Forty and thirteen, and probably like four blocks averaged or something. It was ridiculous. Um, finally, I got a prediction right. Usually, <laughs> it doesn't go very well. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy for Giannis. I think most NBA fans were watching it, and they either wanted to get Chris Paul a ring or Giannis. But I think either way, people were just happy to see Giannis. He's such a likable guy. Um, so yeah, it's just so awesome for him. Uh, the averages ridiculous shooting 62 percent. he averaged 35 points 13 rebounds five assists a block or a block and a half and a steal uh that's just so dominant that's ridiculous um if you're into the advanced stats or whatever his per was like the highest since jordan so that's absolutely ridiculous even higher than Shaq. and Shaq is he's had some of the most dominant finals performances we've ever seen uh, he just took over the game, like, especially in game six. He dropped 50. He made his free throws. That was probably he, the best final he performance. He made his free throws. Like He made 17 of 19. Like, like, legitimately. Like, not like, oh, he shot 70%, which is better. But he, like, went out shot and 90%. Shot, shot what the best free throw shooters shoot. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, but, <laughs> like, okay. But... You know, dude, he he was so dominant and, you know, he's putting up numbers that we haven't seen since Shaq and they're, they're different players, obviously, in terms of how they dominate the game. But I don't think we've seen uh, again. LeBron is dominant, but not in the way that Giannis and Shaq are, if that makes sense. Like LeBron can take over the game, but he doesn't do it all by himself, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, he'll go and get his buckets, but part of LeBron being so dominant is that he can get his teammates open. So I don't think we've seen a dominance that like the dominance, like Giannis just put on since Shaq, if we're being honest, just because he can do it all himself. He's that good where it doesn't matter how many guys you put on him. He's going to go and get 40 points. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Deandre Aiden. He's like 22 years old and he had to stop Giannis. And obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, the Suns were not, they, they couldn't do anything. I don't know what no. they would have done. Sent two people at him. Giannis can pass the ball. I mean, he's obviously amazing at scoring, but he averaged five assists. He was finding open teammates when he needed to, uh, but there was just no stopping him. Like the whole Bucks, the way they're, they're put together is like Giannis is their guy for the first three and a half quarters. And even after that, like defensively, he's their guy. He's still mm -hmm. the most important player. Um, but I really like what Chris Middleton did this series and this entire playoffs. Shout out to him. He stepped up. He hit, I guess, the most clutch go-ahead or yeah. game-tying field goal since LeBron in 2007. Yeah, he was, saw they, they're tied. I think they both hit 15 like yeah. in all the playoffs. I think it was the playoff run. Yeah, and 
2018 LeBron didn't even get there. So if you're looking at more recent history, like he was incredible then, but Chris Middleton stepped up and his stats overall were good, not great, but you know that watching the games, he was so impactful and he hit the shots when he needed to. Uh, the whole Milwaukee Bucks stepped up. It was really awesome to see. I, I'm so happy they all got a championship. It was everyone in the series first if they got it. Um, and yeah, I, it's just, it's hard not to be happy for these guys. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday had probably one of the biggest defensive plays, I'd say, probably of the series. Again, Giannis's block was probably the, the biggest, but Drew Holiday had that. St- that steal of Devin Booker that led to the alley-oop. He, he's always going to get it done defensively. You know, he was pretty on and off offensively, but just that team is so well built that I think th- the fact that you can have a mix of a dominant offense and a dominant defense, like that's we've seen time and time again, you're not going to win an NBA finals if you're not a top 10 defense. And that's part of the reason, again, the Nets were shorthanded, but that the Bucks beat the Nets is – when it comes playoff time, offense can do all all at once in in the uh, regular season, just because it's the regular season. But once playoffs come, it, it's it's pretty much all defense. Like if your team isn't good at defense, you're not going to make a run. And I think the what's the stat for the last fifteen or whatever it is championships, the the team that won is top ten in defense, like every time. So. That's that's where this Bucks team kind of showed how much better they are than the Suns is. Yeah, the Suns, you know, Devin Booker, pheno- by, by the way, phenomenal series from Devin Booker. He, he's going to be here for a while. He's going to that Suns team. You know, we don't really know what Chris Paul's plan is. I, I'd imagine he wants to come back to Phoenix, but that Suns team is very young. And I think they're going to be a playoff team for many years to come yeah i mean the sun's disappointing end to the season but from the start you can't really complain at all um it's really tough because it feels like this was you were watching the finals and in the back of your mind it was kind of like this is probably like the best chance for either either of these teams to win the finals at least for a little bit and the bucks can be back there the suns can be back there but like things did go right for both teams. Like, let's be honest. Other teams were very injured, especially on the sun side. Like every, every team they faced was very injured. Um, So it's tough to see that they lose this series because that doesn't happen a lot. Like you have to have luck on your side, at least to some extent to win the finals. Uh, And that's just a fact. That's just what happens. Injuries are a part of the game, but they can completely screw you over or give you a lot of good luck to win. Um, And it was really tough. um, But I'm really happy that Chris Paul and Devin Booker had these series. Uh, They played great. I mean, they, they obviously fell short, but just a couple stats, Chris Paul, 22 points, 55% from the field, 52% from three and eight assists. Devin Booker, uh, 28 points, four rebounds, four assists. I mean, that's what you ask out of your top two players. Um, They're Devin Booker, obviously young Chris Paul. I want to see him get a ring, but Man, it was, it was tough. Uh, people are complaining and saying that Chris Paul choked. I mean, he didn't step up sometimes. He had a lot of costly turnovers, that is true. But overall in the series, he was good. Um, 
but you do want to see him step up in those situations too. So yeah, I mean, shout out to the Suns for being here. It, it's a tough way to end the series being up 2-0 and then losing four straight. Um, but both these teams should be happy that at least the way that their, their whole year went. Yeah. And it, you know, you, at least for me, I was, you know, you watch a celebration and you're watching the Bucks win and you have to be happy for Giannis. He, he's, I don't know if there's a guy in the NBA that deserves it more. Um, but there's, you know, when I was watching that little in the back of my head, just, having that feeling that this was Chris Paul's real only real shot and you know the Suns could be back like you said but the Western Conference is so good and so many things went right this year for the Suns like pretty much everything that could have gone right went right for them they they didn't have many injuries at all you know Lakers were hurt Nuggets were hurt Clippers were hurt and you know it's tough to to see a guy like Chris Paul who's been in the league for so long. And he's another guy that you really can't hate on just be, you know, he, he, he's every team he's gone to, they've succeeded, they've won. So it's tough to see that, but you know, you can't help but be happy, be happy for Giannis. And I wanted to ask you this Giannis after this, this unbelievable performance finals, MVP got a championship. Where is he in your t- ranking of players right now in the league right now? So before, before at the beginning of the season, I had him, I think four. I had yeah, LeBron, Steph, KD, Giannis. Does he jump any of those guys for you? It's tough because I don't want to have recency bias, right? Um. And last year we saw LeBron James have an amazing playoffs and one of the most dominant finals performances we've ever seen. It just people completely discredit it because it was the bubble. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then this year he was hurt. So the man's old, but I mean, I don't know how I can really discredit him. Steph Curry and KD are amazing too. It's just such a tough question. Um, I say I would bump him up to at least three and Curry back one. I do really like Steph Curry, um, but I don't think Steph Curry could have led this team the way that Giannis did. Um, But it's really tough. Like KD too. I mean, he had one of the greatest, what was it? Semi-conference finals, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Uh, And he lost. He was part of a super team that got hurt. Uh, Not going to lie. I mean, a lot of people were happy about that, but he played amazing. So I don't know. I'd say he's definitely top four but mm-hmm. I would put him maybe three or two. Okay. Yeah. The way I look at it is I'm not going to bump LeBron from one until I actually see legitimate digression, not due to injury, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, the beginning of even this, this season, and by this season I'm talking about the one that just ended, the beginning of the season he was a legitimate – top two, top three MVP candidate. And it, it he, he was averaging 26, eight and eight or whatever it was. And to, and that's not even, you know, talking about his impact on the court. Like he's going to put up the numbers, but when you're looking at numbers and talking about the best players in the league, it, it's so important to look at the things that go beyond the numbers. And LeBron has that. And until he 
shows me which this next season is going to be very important with that because he really doesn't have any excuses. He had he has the longest offseason of his career, maybe. I, I don't know. Other than the injury in yeah, 2019. Right. But and you know, again, that team has a lot of free agents and stuff to do, but LeBron's going to have a lot to prove, I think, to a lot of people this upcoming season. Um, kind of like how Steph did this last year. He, he had a lot to prove coming off of injury, coming off of kind of a, a, a obviously subpar season because he wasn't playing. Um, so I'm not bumping LeBron quite yet. Uh, I'm keeping Giannis at four for now. But if I see, you know, Steph, KD, they haven't shown signs of slowing down at all. So, but obviously they're much older than Giannis. So I obviously see Giannis moving above them eventually, but right now I think he still sits at four for me, but that's not to say he's, he, he might be like almost even with Kevin Durant for me. I, I think those two guys are pretty, pretty close now that Giannis has kind of done what everyone deems as the most important thing to do. Yeah. I mean, either way, like we can rank them, whatever. I think those four guys are on the tier one for me of players. Mm -hmm. And honestly, who cares who's ahead of each other? Right. Like you can exactly. have your debates, whatever, but like, I mean, he just won a championship. He has two MVPs, one of the best resumes at 26 years old. Like he's not even in his prime yet. That's ridiculous. Um, and it just gets me excited for the future of the NBA. We didn't see LeBron pass the first round, and it was still so fun. Obviously, right. I missed him, but it, it's great to see so, so many of these young players step up. And Giannis really has a chance to be one of the greatest players of all time. Um, and it it's just amazing because of like how likable he is. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm so happy that they got this championship. I think the Bucks still have room to improve, too. Um, and both these teams are really fun to watch in the finals. So yeah, really successful finals. Not one that we usually see without like the big names of LeBron James or Steph or Kawhi or whatever, but it was, it was amazing. And I think, you know, you, you hit it on the, on the nail there. We didn't see the big names, but we also saw the big names, you know, like the upcoming big names, I guess. Giannis, Devin Booker, you know, go back in the playoffs, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell. All these guys are are the future of the Nikola Jokic. They're, they're the future of the NBA. And it's it, it's it's great to see because we're seeing these young guys shine in the playoffs. Younger than we've ever seen players shine in the playoffs. Like you go you go back to some of the greatest players of all time. I know you love to bring up Kobe, even Michael Jordan, like when they're young, they you, you struggle in the playoffs, but these players are doing so well at such young ages. It, it just shows how much. I don't want to say how much better the NBA is, but that might be what the case is, just how much more talented these these guys are than than we've seen ever. Yeah, I do want to bring up LeBron led his team to the finals when he was 22 years old. But basically, <laughs> other than that, nobody did at that age. Um, but I totally agree with what you're saying. The NBA constantly evolves and gets better. Uh, if you disagree with that, you're, you're, you're just not right. You're not right at all. Like, 
every sport is going to continue to get better in 50 years. Those players will be better than what they are now. It's a fact. Um, but yeah, the young talent in this league is amazing. And I think it might be the best we've ever seen. Yeah. NBA. We know they're not going to screw it up like the MLB might, but um, they've got a lot of things going for them. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, and yeah, that that's that's what we got on the NBA Finals. It was a great series. Very fun to watch. Um, and honestly, they were all good games. Like, I, I don't think there was one bad game in that Finals. Um, so yeah, that's always good to see. And now moving on to our last segment, and that is the MLB trade deadline. Like I said, end of July is always when things start heating up in terms of MLB trade news, obviously because the deadline is the 31st. Um, We've got an interesting trade deadline this year. Um, There are a lot of teams that are obvious buyers, you know, Dodgers, Padres, A's, Astros, the first place team, first, second place teams, the Giants have become buyers because they're good. Um, the the A's, like I said, the A's, Astros. But then there's teams like the Yankees, the Braves, who at the beginning of the season were pretty unanimously selected to win their divisions, but just it hasn't gone well. They've been very roller coaster seasons for these two teams. And we don't know what they're going to do, honestly. And nobody really does. Are they going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? I don't see a team like the Yankees or Braves really being sellers. But also, I don't see them going out and being buyers in a season where they're 500. So that'll be a thing to look for, look on. One thing I wanted to talk about, the first move has been made. First big move, I guess. Nelson Cruz has been traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the Rays, I think, are in second place in the AL East right now. Phenomenal move, in my opinion. Um, Cruz wasn't going to go to a National League team. Um, so it was basically a competing uh, American League team. And I think the Rays are a perfect fit. Yeah. Thank you for getting him out of the AL Central. He's been destroying <laughs> the Indians. Like, I mean, it's been insane, but I've been able to watch this guy. You mean the Guardians, of course. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the Cleveland baseball team, a.k.a. the Guardians, have been destroyed by this man. Um, he's, what, 40 years old, and he's oh still amazing. Like, I think he's the perfect DH that you want. And the Rays needed that because I think their DH spot was slugging like 600, which is below league average, and that's your DH spot. That's all they do. He just turned 41. 41 years old. This is an old man and he's still mashing home runs. He hits for power. He actually hits for average too. I mean, he's been able to get on base a lot and that's just because, I mean, he hits the ball like so hard, Um, but he's, this is perfect pickup. Just like you said, they need a good DH. He is the perfect DH for this team. Uh, The Rays are young and so good. And it's cool that they're adding, adding like a veteran dude. Um, obviously helps them right away they were just in the world series so great move for them uh great move of getting him out of the al central so i don't have to see him as much and yeah um speaking of nelson cruz the twins twins are another team we both had a what being a wild card team this season and nothing has gone their way um whether it be injuries whether it be their pitching just is bad which has been mostly it 
but I think they're going to be big sellers. Names like Jose Barrios, Josh Donaldson have been thrown around. Byron Buxton, even if they don't reach a, a, some kind of extension, they they might look to trade him. And every team, every competing team would love to have Byron Buxton. He's a true five tool player. Josh Donaldson is a huge power bat, but the main one I'm interested in for for competitors for for guy teams that are competing legitimately to make a playoff run is Jose Barrios. Pitching, you can never have enough pitching. And Barrios is a guy that he has the stuff. It just hasn't really panned out, I guess, in Minnesota would be what to say. Yeah. I mean, any any team, like you just said, would be happy to have him. Um, and just by watching him, you can tell, like, you always think he's going to have a breakout year and then he'll have a great couple starts and then kind of just blow it up one game and allow a bunch of runs. Uh, but the potential is obviously there. Uh, and I mean, you have a five man rotation and there's no way that your fifth best pitcher on 95% of teams are going to be as good as him. So if they're sellers, I'm reaching out to him right away. So many teams could use him. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see mm -hmm. all the moves because this is, it's just a fun time in baseball this time of year. Yeah. Jumping from one seller to the other, the Chicago Cubs are just – they know hit the Dodgers. I think it was like June 20th, around then. And then – and they were first place. I think they were like four or five games up in the NL Central. And then they lost 12 straight and just have been a bad team since then, if we're being honest. Like, it's it's – it's that simple. And they went from being one of the bigger buyers and one of the more aggressive teams to now it looks like Chris Bryant is as good as gone, as some executives are saying. Craig Kimbrell is probably going to get traded. Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, all these guys could be gone in the next week from the Chicago Cubs, which is so crazy to say because other than Craig Kimbrell, those three guys were, were the core of that world series team bryant rizzo and baez and you know bryant has been um kind of attached to the mets um the yankees just other contenders that you know the cubs have just slipped out of it and it seems like they're almost time it's time to blow it up in chicago yeah my favorite is craig kimbrell i mean yeah absolutely I think he has like a 0.6 ERA. He's been the most dominant closer in my opinion so far. Uh, and that's one of the most important positions. Cause I mean, high leverage is when they get in the game. I mean, they can completely blow it or just shut it down. Uh, and he's been so good this year. Uh, I think it's time for the Cubs to blow it up. We've talked about it before, um, but I think it's either all or nothing. So you either wipe out your whole team or you don't, uh, but yeah, this is this is a team where a big trade could happen, where they send a couple guys somewhere, um, and that could completely change a team. Like they have a lot of talent on their team, they just haven't been able to really do well this year, or I guess since they know hit the Dodgers for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the talent is there, and any team should be calling them because they have some of the best players in the league. And I mean, I I would want Craig Kimbrell on my team. Why not? Yeah. As a Dodger fan, the Dodgers are always buyers, at least the last, you know, five or so years. Craig Kimbrell is the ideal target 
for me. Um, but again, who knows? The Dodgers have been pretty stingy about their prospects recently, except for obviously Mookie Betts. That's kind of, but it's Mookie Betts. But Craig Kimbrell is the ideal pickup for a contender, I think. Like I said, starting pitching is important, but you could argue in the playoffs, relief pitching is more important. It's you can't put a number on how how significant it is to throw a guy out there and be confident in him getting three outs without allowing a run. And Craig Kimbrell is that guy, and he's been that guy all year. So I think if Kimbrell gets dealt, the Cubs will be able to get a lot in return. I mean, same with. Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and even Javi Baez, if they choose to go that direction, all those guys have shown that they're when they're playing their best, they're MVP caliber players. So I can see the Cubs, if they truly do blow it up, they're going to get a large haul in return, like stuff that will set them up for the future. So if the Cubs do, do, do end up doing this, I expect them to get a lot in return. One guy that I want to talk about that I think is he's either going to get traded or he's out. He's going to leave the team he's on right now in the offseason is Trevor Story. He's he's one of the best shortstops in the uh, MLB. He's stuck in Colorado, kind of the same situation we saw with Nolan Arenado. Um, he ended up getting out, and I think Story is going to end up getting out one way or the other. He's either going to leave in free agency or he's going to ask to get traded in the next week. Um, and the Yankees, the Yankees have been the team most closely connected to Trevor Story. And, you know, that's an interesting move in my opinion. Like I said, the Yankees are, I think they're 50 and 46, three, they're third place in their division. I don't. They might have that second wild card spot right now. Maybe not. It's close if they don't. Um, and Trevor Story's a, a rental. He's a free agent at the end of the year. So if you're the Yankees, you must be so confident that you can make a push if you're going to go out and trade for a guy like Trevor Story because that's not going to be cheap. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we saw the Nolan Arenado trade, and it was oh, that's true. pretty bad. So. <laughs> Hopefully the Rockies don't mess this one up if they do trade him. Uh, but I think the Yankees have to pursue this one. Uh, they've had Glaber Torres out there. Uh, he has not been good this year at all. No. Um, Trevor Story is such such an amazing upgrade for them. Um, and they need a guy to just, I guess, boost the locker room. They've had injuries. I don't know if you can call it injuries. They've been sick with COVID for the last like week. But um, obviously the team is always full of injuries. Uh, and they've been so disappointing so far. Uh, I don't see them not being buyers. It's New York. They are obviously the team that just goes out and spends money is what they're known for. Uh, and, I mean, it's going to cost a lot to get Trevor Story, but I don't know why they wouldn't do this. Uh, but I would love Trevor Story to be on a new team. Uh, he kind of is like the number one shortstop in a lot of people's minds. But also it's like, well, he's at course though, so we can't really call right. him that. Uh, if he goes to a different team like the Yankees, I mean, it's a small ballpark. Why would he not just mash there too? Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see him somewhere else, sort of like Nolan Arenado, where he gets, I guess, some more like recognition because he's somewhere else where you can't just be like Akor's effect. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see him moved. I really hope he does because 
the Rockies are not good. Like they <laughs> need to make more changes. Like he's not going to yeah. resign probably. So why not? Poor Rockies. No, yeah. pit, the, the worst part about the Rockies is that they'll have good offensive players. No pitcher wants to sign with the Rockies. Like they're smart. Like they, they, they yeah. know that their ERA will skyrocket if they become a Colorado Rocky. So unless you're Herman Marquez, who also might get traded, by the way, he's, he's another, another, he was an all-star. Um, he's had a very good season. Um. But yeah, I, I think right now we're in a spot where the usual teams will be buyers. And, you know, obviously the Yankees, I think they're still going to be buyers. I don't see them being sellers, even though they're not, they're a fringe playoff team right now. I think they're going to try to make a push. Um, but then, you know, Dodgers, Padres, Mets, another big market. Um, you know, even the Red Sox are going to go out. Hopefully, you know, they've been stingy with money in the past. Um namely Mookie Betts they they didn't want to pay him so they traded him um and it's it's the you know usual suspects I guess you could say that Houston that the first place teams are going to go out and try to get as many pieces as they can as they build up um last guy I want to talk about um is there anybody you want to talk about in particular players um well one other guy that I think is probably going to get moved is Joey Gallo Mm-hmm. And I think the Yankees is another good spot for him. Uh, he's been on the Rangers on a rebuilding team for a couple of years. And I don't think they really need a guy like that. Uh, but Joey Gallo is like, he's a very interesting player because of the way he bats. He either walks, hits a home run or strikes out basically. Uh, but if you put that all together, he's still a way above average player. Um, yeah. And the Yankees would uh, need another outfield spot. So uh, yeah, there's that one that I like. Um, there's a few other ones, but he, he, he perfectly fits the mold of the Yankees. I think, Yeah, you know, and to think about a lineup when healthy, of course, who knows, uh, where you have Aaron judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo, Luke Voigt, like those are four of the best power hitters in the league. And again, the Yankees have had lineups like that in the last couple of years and just hasn't panned out. So who knows, but I think Joey Gallo is a great fit there. I also think he's a good fit with the Padres. Um, they are obviously a young, exciting team that is going to be buyers, and you can never – I mean, they're not going to turn down a power bat that who, who, who doesn't want a power bat in their lineup. And Joey Gallo is a solid outfielder. Like, he's not a guy that will just be like, oh, yeah, I'll throw him in the DH spot. So he'll work well in the National League. Put him in right field. He's got a cannon. Um, so he's, he's, he's a name and the one I wanted to, was interested in, again, I think it's about 30% chance he doesn't get traded or he does get traded 70%. He doesn't, but it's been talked about and that's Max Scherzer. Uh, he's on a contract year, you know, the nationals, I don't think, you know, that, that NL East is really just a weird division right now, but I don't know if the nationals are, are, are going to win that. Um, and Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers of our generation of our, uh, and he's still very good. He started the all-star game this year. Um, and I could see a team offering a lot for a rental in Max Scherzer. And if I'm the nationals, I listen, I think. 
Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to say it. Like, I don't think they're shopping him, but like, it's stupid not to listen to it. They have a ton of talent on their team. A lot of it is young talent. Uh, he's their best pitcher, but if he doesn't want to re-sign, I mean, why not try to look for a trade option? Um, but yeah, I don't think they're going to be just like giving up on him. I mean, he's obviously amazing and it's not like they're out of the race. They're six games back from the Mets and that whole division is like somehow so close <laughs> to each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see him somewhere else, but always, I, I also just think of him as a national. I mean, he's right. just, or he's a just tiger. been there. For, yeah. But recently, <laughs> I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's won a world series there. I could definitely see him re-signing. I don't see why not. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting situation to, to keep an eye on. Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw are eerily similar in terms of just their career. I mean, besides the fact that Kershaw has always been with the Dodgers, but they're both in uh, contract years. They both just won their first World Series. They both have multiple Cy Young awards. The only difference is the Dodgers aren't shopping Clayton Kershaw. So it, it, it's an interesting parallel, honestly. Like their, their two careers are very similar. And it's just, I don't know why that just popped into my head. But uh, Max Scherzer, if he does get traded, that would be huge. Um, to whoever got him because Scherzer yeah. is legitimately a game one starter. So we shall see. Um, should be fun. Did you have anything else to talk about with the MLB trade deadline? No, I mean, I don't really know. There's going to be some crazy stuff that happens every year. You can't predict everything, right. um, but I love the trade deadline in any sport and baseball is the one where probably the most moves happen. Um, yeah. And there's going to be a lot of small moves, but I think this is a year where some big moves could happen too that shake up, I guess, the entire league. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and there have been reports that MLB executives have been saying this 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 next week is going to shake up everything. So I hope it does. I think it's fun when, when things mm-hmm. change. Like, you know, we, we have seen the, the best teams stay at the top, obviously, with just the way baseball is – configured compared to other sports but the trade deadline is always something that can change that can change the outlook of a season whether that be good or bad so it should be exciting um yeah it is the the 31st will be the trade deadline but expect moves to be made all throughout the week um but yeah that's that's all we got for today it was a fun episode we talked about the the Cleveland Guardians and their their future as a as a new new team name, uh, the NBA Finals Bucks and Six. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and then the MLB trade deadline. The moves um, the, we talked about the players that we think uh, could definitely be traded and teams that will for sure pursue pursue guys. Um, do you have anything that they that they should comment? Um, <laughs> we talked about it earlier, but first, maybe, oh, first comment, what you think about the Cleveland guardians? Oh, team of course. Name. Of course. Uh, and then just maybe like go bucks. I don't know. Yeah. Happy, go for, bucks. happy for Giannis bucks and six or something like that. Bucks and six. Um, but yeah, uh, fun episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you listen this far, we love you. Um, follow us on all of our social medias again, link down below. If not, just look up the world of sports podcast. You'll be able to find us. Um, 
And yeah, that's about it uh, for my co-host, Logan Ring. My name is Diego Sandoval. Signing off. Signing off.